Howdy, friends. Welcome back to Experience Design with Tony Dozat. I happen to be Tony Dozat. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've come back for more, I want to thank you for joining me. And if you find value in what you're hearing, please do take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. It's always greatly appreciated. And with that, what do you say we jump into the interview? Well, here we are with Becky Mason. Should I say Rebecca or Becky? We go by Becky. Becky. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Becky and I are colleagues here at Bottle Rocket in Dallas, Texas. And before we jump in, what do you do here? So I am a department manager of the program management group. Um, I oversee about 23 project managers and... I am responsible for the health of their projects, their career, and just jumping in and making sure that everything is going great for our clients. So health of the project, meaning like if there's a road bump, right, you're going to step in, show yeah. them how to turn, yes. go down that road instead. Exactly. I mentor, I jump in, um, I do client-facing work and helping them understand where we are in the process and why there was that road bump and how we're going to go about mitigating that risk. Yeah. So we're sitting here today and typically I have on traditional what you would consider designers, design leaders, mm -hmm. but I have had project management. I've had product management, research, et cetera. Mm -hmm. To me, everyone is a designer in mm -hmm. one way or another. Yes. And for people listening that are stuck in that mindset of that traditional, what does it mean to be a designer thing? Mm -hmm. I hope that they really pay attention because like I said, in one way or another, we're all designers. Right. And we're all going toward that same goal Absolutely. in this human-centered design world. But what are we doing sitting here together? So you have a project that started with an event that we do here called Rocket Science. Yes. So if you would, tell us about what Rocket Science is and what that project that you started inside of it is. Sure. So I have been here for about four years. Every year annually at Bottle Rocket, we do an event called Rocket Science. And um, essentially that is a two-day hackathon where our CEO enlists us to go build something that we're passionate about. And that can be anything from go build a mobile app or go build a website or go... Cold brew design, rocket machine. <laughs> yeah, origami all day and like put it on the wall. Like whatever it is that like drives your passion, mm -hmm. you're unleashed to go just to go do. And what I'm passionate about is um, cystic fibrosis. Um, my nephew, Mason, was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis when he was born. Mm. And essentially what cystic fibrosis is, is it's a genetic disease that um, affects the lungs and pancreas. So people with this disease have thicker mucus in their lungs um, and don't absorb nutrients so well. So they're generally maybe a little skinnier and they have to take anywhere from... 20 to 30 pills a day enzymes oh my gosh right enzymes 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 every time they eat so they can break down that food and get those nutrients um in addition to that they also have to do two vests a day where they literally put on a vest in the morning and the evening that shakes their lungs 
to break up the mucus. To mucus. break up the the mucus, because what that mucus does is it retains germs, so it gives they're more prone to lung infections, which is the reason they get sick, and you know their life expectancy is much lower. Um, oh, anywhere really? from like 40 to 45 is what it is now. I mean, that is leaps and bounds from where it was. Mm. Um, back in the day, uh, you weren't expected to live, you know, past your your teenage years. Wow. So um, they are making leaps and bounds in learning and researching um, in the medical industry to help that. But it still exists and it's still a real problem. What do they have to do, lung transplants or something? Yeah, full-on lung transplants. And those are not always successful. Um, A lot of the times, your body rejects lungs. So they don't have a high chance of being successful. How old is your nephew? My nephew's five. Every time he gets sick, it's fear. We're we're living in fear. So it, it, no matter what the sickness, because of this disease... It's like, yeah, wow. It's life, life, matter of life and death. Yeah, and it's very scary. And um, are there levels of CF, or is it like you have it or you don't? There's different mutation types, and the kinds that he has is the most common. And I'm not quite sure how they are different. I mean, they're all bad, but um, he has the most common type, and that's what we're trying to find a cure for. Because right um, now there's no cure. There's no cure. There's just ways to prolong his life and ma- keep him healthy. Basically. Are they local in DFW? Yeah, there are. There's there's clinics in DFW. There's a really good clinic in DFW um, at the Children's Hospital. The community is tight. And part of the reason we wanted to design this app is because kids with CF, anybody with CF, it's medically recommended that they cannot be within five feet of each other. So let's talk about that. So with Rocket Science, the passion project for you was this app, right. CF Free. Yep. And first of all, I am so ignorant to CF, and I think a lot of people are, because mm-hmm. it's not like the cancer, it's not like heart Absolutely, disease yeah. that's always talked about on the news all the time. Right. And is a little less common than those things. Yeah, there's only 70,000 people in the world that have CF. Oh my goodness. Right. So you are building this app, Mm -hmm. and tell me about the purpose of the app. So it's a simple piece of technology that could totally save lives. It's The app is basically, it just notifies you if another person with the app is within 50 feet. We put the distance Mm -hmm. at 50 feet just to keep the guard up and, you know, make sure that you're in a safe space because... People with CF can cross-contaminate with germs. Like, for instance, you and I could both have a germ or a cold and we cough it out. Yeah. But because people with CF have that thick, sticky mucus, when they get a germ, it sticks in their lungs and they Mm. can't cough it out. So if they're sitting next to another person who has CF, and maybe that person doesn't even know they have a cold but they cough, they're passing germs rampantly together. Yeah. So they should never be next to each other. 
So the idea is this app is if we could get the community to buy in and, and start downloading it, whether it be a mom or a kid, and like maybe we can get it on wearables too, to have the app and they would be notified. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's super simple and it, sh- it should just be, you know, easy, let's do it and, and, and get it out there. And it's not just for the parents, you know, when, when somebody gets older, mm-hmm. God willing... They can have the notifications themselves. Yep. Grandparents that watch the kids. Absolutely. Aunts, uncles. There's so many use cases. And it's so simple. I mean, think about it. My my sister my sister and her husband were at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. They were playing where all the kids play. Mason was in the back playing, and he had his um, cystic fibrosis shirt on. And one of the ladies came up and said, oh, does your son have CF? My son has CF, and he was right there playing with Mason. Mm. They both grabbed their kids and ran. Had they had that app, they would have known not to go to that Chick-fil-A. And where it feels so isolating and alone, I think there's ways that we can build and add to this app where we bring the community together, Mm -hmm. where moms can like have support groups Mm. and education. There's, there's so much more than just the MVP that we built um, that can, I think, make this a super successful app for the cystic fibrosis community. That's really interesting what you say, because when you hear someone here has CF or within 50 feet, there might be that feeling or perception of the feeling of, like you said, isolation. Mm-hmm. I have to leave. I can't participate. I can't have a normal life where it could be something that's actually very empowering. Yeah, for them. Instead absolutely. of, this is making me a hermit, it's right. actually giving me superpowers. Yeah, it is. Now, where are you in the process with it right now? So for Rocket Science, what we did was we built kind of the proof of concept. And we built the front end piece, and that is all done. What we need to do is implement the back end piece, where um, this gets a little technical, so yeah. <laughs> forgive me. But... We need to build out the backend piece where there's some server work that needs to be done because right now we're updating um, locations currently on the device, which could hurt battery life and data mm. data plans for people. So we need to make it obviously an exceptional experience for the user and build out that final backend server piece. I'm currently looking for somebody to help me finish it. Um, But once we get that piece done, it's ready to go to market. Does it use Google Maps API or something? Yes. So there's any sort of like phone functionality that we could use. I mean, we tried to keep it super MVP, like build this thing and get it out. So it uses a lot of what's already on the phone from Apple and things like that. Sounds like this thing is like, it's like on the precipice. Yes. And it just needs a couple more things to stitch together. Yeah. And it's going to change lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it's just, it comes at a crazy time because I mean, I don't know if you know, but the movie Five Feet Apart just came out. Mm. Um, And I think it did really well in the theaters, Uh, but it's, it's the whole premise of the app. Yeah. Um, these two people with cystic fibrosis fall in love and they can't be within five feet of each other. It's like and the Romeo and Juliet thing. It is. It totally is. And I, I love that that happened because we're getting awareness out. Yeah. And that's what it's, it's all about. You know, we need to get awareness out. This app could help that. 
it could help save lives. It's just something that I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about and seeing through. And I, I love that Bottle Rocket gave us that platform to go yeah. to go build that and flex on our passion because that I mean that's what keeps you creative and wanting to help. What's really interesting to me and something that I often think about is this app could literally save lives. And if your nephew didn't have CF, that passion wouldn't have been ignited and this thing wouldn't have come into fruition. And I think about that a lot and I think we're so privileged and blessed to be in our little bubbles Mm -hmm. that sometimes it takes something to effectively change us and in part change the world. Like we all have the power to do it. Yeah. It just takes something that happens, and sometimes it's a catastrophe. Yeah. What was it like when the family heard about this? Mm-hmm. It was awful. I mean, I remember where I was. I was coming home from a, a trip from Germany, and I got the news via text. Um, it was completely shocking because in order for somebody to be born with cystic fibrosis, two parents have to have the gene. And oh, really? Yeah. So nobody in my family has ever had cystic fibrosis or knew that we were carriers. And same on um, my sister's husband's side. So they didn't do genetic testing prior to conceiving. And um, when he was born with cystic fibrosis, it was a, a complete shock. Mm. Um, so even if two people that are carrying the gene have a baby it's still only a 25% chance that that baby will get cystic fibrosis. So we, we had no idea this was coming at, or what it meant. I mean, it was, it was um, shock. What, is this, what does this mean? We're having to do research and you know what happens when you go on the web. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, you're terrified. I think the best thing that my sister and uh, my brother-in-law, Mike, did was reach out to the community, mm-hmm. um, other parents that are going through it and, and figuring out what this meant for their life. Is your nephew older than your kids? Yeah. So he's five. My kids are two and one. So when you got pregnant yep. with your first, mm-hmm. we went and had genetic testing before. Yeah. My husband and I went and I tested positive. I'm a carrier of the gene, but Tom did not. So we knew that we wouldn't have kids with CF. Oh, because they both have to have yeah. it. Oh, man. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. I mean, and to know that I was a carrier was scary, too, because... And if your results come in before his come in, it's I like... know. It's terrifying. But I also want my kids to know that they should also do that genetic testing because... Yeah. Whoever they marry down the road, if they are a carrier, then, you know, we need to somehow squash the fact that CF is still out there. So if they both carry, there's a 25% chance. Yep. You know, and this is personal, but um, if my sister wanted to have another child, she would have to go through IV- IVF and they would have to pick out the eggs that didn't carry that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's really crazy. Yeah, because, I mean, we're trying to, you know, take this out of the cycle of, you know, people conceiving children with CF. I mean, if we can't find a cure, we should try to stop it from happening. So you need what type of person to finish this out? So I'm looking for like a, a server dev. 
Mm-hmm. Um, somebody that can probably write an API and handle this all in the back end. Um, and we just need a, like a set up a hosting agreement. I think that should be pretty easy. I, I just need to find the person and, and take it from there. All the front end is built. We had designers, strategists on this project, project managers and QAs. Like it was a fun project to work on. And we won most likely to succeed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for two years in a row now, because we did this last year also. So last year we built the, the progressive web app and realized that it really needed to be a native app. Mm. So this year was the native app and we're almost there. We're so close. You know, sort of the tagline, if you will, of the podcast is how design impacts our lives. Mm -hmm. And in this context, it couldn't ring more true. Yeah, absolutely. The lives that this could touch and save is just, this is going to happen and it's going to be something amazing. I think so too. I think we just have to get it out there, start circulating it. I'm on the cystic fibrosis board, so I know that they will support this and help get other families on board. And I think it could really go viral across, across the world. Yeah. And, and could, I mean, just picture going to the airport or something, you know, all these people right. around you that you don't know, but this app, this simple app. Concerts. Could help you. Grocery yeah. stores. Mm-hmm. Parks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list is endless. It is. Well, before we wrap with my final question that I ask, where can people find you and reach out to you, learn more about the app? Learn more about CF, et cetera. Sure. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and I love meeting people. So feel free to reach out. Um, It's rmason1983 or just look up Rebecca Mason and I am out there. You gave away your age. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I, I should have thought about that long ago. (laughs) You know, when email first came out, it was like, oh, that's taken. Oh, I'll just put my year on it. Yeah. It's been that for too long. I can't go back now. (laughs) Okay, so the final question that I ask every guest is, what object or thing that you own that's non-digital means the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why? Oh, my gosh. Um, I think so I carry my scheduler around with me everywhere I go. I don't think I could live without it. It's um, non-digital. Like I don't keep anything in my phone. Mm. It's all written down in my little notebook that I take everywhere that keeps my life insanity together. I know where my husband is. My kids are. I keep notes and I would, I would be lost without it. I love that. I mean, do you have a certain brand that you go with or have you tried different ones and you're like, I need more space on my day. I need it hour by hour. So uh, not specific brand, but a specific setup. So I need, I need Monday through Friday broken out on the left hand side. And then I need one whole side of just notes because I do, I do checklists. I like make notes of what I need to do. That's my, that's how I like the setup. Who would ever think that you were project manager? I don't know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Becky, time flies by when you're having fun. I mean, we were talking about some heavy stuff, but it still flew by. No, Tony, I always enjoy (laughs) hanging out with you, so I really appreciate it. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. All right, friends. With that, we will call it a week. Again, I want to thank my guest and thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and if you did, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. 
Also, if you want to look behind the scenes and have even more design goodies in your face and in your ears, you can follow Experience Design on Instagram at xdpodcast. Until next time, friends, stay curious. Experience Design with Tony Dosett is part of XD Media, LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. Hosting and publication of the podcast is through Buzzsprout.